Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom. What are you eating, Tom? Peppermint mochi. I let my mom try one. She didn't like it. So. Where do you acquire your mochi at? Uh, I think I got this one at Target. Oh. Is it the texture she doesn't like? Uh-huh. Yeah. Texture is a big deal when it comes to food. If it's a weird texture, I can't handle stuff. Do you like mochi? Uh, it's okay. I like it. <laughs> texture doesn't bother me, though. <laughs> no? Do you, you eat oysters, Julia? I've never tried oysters. Of all the things I tried in San Francisco, that's one thing. I've still not had raw oysters. The best ones But I really love Seattle. boiled okra. So. Ew. I know, I love it. It's real slimy. It's delicious. It's, it's, I was about to say, if something's too slimy or chewy, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, if it takes too long to chew, like, my gag <laughs> reflex starts kicking in, and I'm, like, <laughs> gagging over the plate, and I'm like, why am I putting myself through, <laughs> through this? <laughs> Don't ever eat jellyfish, then. I would never. Terrible. Julia, how'd you like San Francisco for the first time? No, it's a beautiful city, isn't it, Julia? It is Sands all the city. human excrement everywhere. I didn't see any human excrement. You smelled it, um, I'm sure. I, I got a few whiffs of some stank, but I figured it was just the sewer system. Beautiful city. So much to do in such a tiny little space. And I walked more than I've ever walked in my life. And I ate the best food I've ever eaten, ever. And the Moscone is insane. Yes. <laughs> yes. The whole production was bonkers. The, Salesforce the really Salesforce- has- the Salesforce Jungle or something, right? Wasn't that the theme this year? Yeah, it was the Dream Forest. Or Dream, Dream Forest. Forest, I mean. Forest. Yeah, it was crazy. I'd love to know, of all the statistics I'd like to know from what it takes to put on Dream Force, I want to know how many live plants they brought in. Just the number. Because like they brought in whole trees and bushes and flowers and somebody had to water those things every night. And like, whose job is that? And crazy. Did you go to the tower? Yes, we got a tour of the tower. We got to like, do the 360 views. It really is. It's amazing. <laughs> it, was, it was a super cool trip. Um, I missed recording last week, though. I'll say that, that whenever a Tuesday comes and goes and we don't meet, I can tell. It's like I know Tuesdays now. I've always known therapy. Mondays. I've always known Fridays. But Tuesdays have lived in obscurity until Tis the podcast came around. <laughs> and now Tuesdays have a feeling, and it's a Christmas feeling, and that makes me happy. So speaking of Christmas feelings. Hey, Julia, how are you liking your jacket? I love my jacket. My jacket is awesome. Way to rub it in. <laughs> You're going to love this jacket, Anthony. Is mine still scheduled to be delivered tomorrow? I don't know. Well, send me the tracking so I can see. I'm looking at the tracking right now, princess. <laughs> princess. <laughs> Oh, this sucks. It's saying now Friday. I paid twenty-one dollars for two-day shipping. Fancy shipping. It's it because of the weather. Wednesday. Oh, I wonder. I don't know. Heaps and heaps of weather. I, well, I feel kind of bad paid... for saying that, then, Anthony. I'm sorry. I do too, but... Anthony, because I thought you were getting yours tomorrow. So I was. Yeah, you really will. In. But I'm not going to rub it in if jacket. you're not getting it tomorrow, because that's just mean. Mm-hmm. What else? I'm is sorry, new? Anthony. <laughs> but no, look. I mean, like literally. Here, let me show you. So I want you to know I care. <laughs> I believe you care. 
I paid $21 so that it would be covered. If something happened to it, we could buy you a new one. And it was supposed to be there to you by Wednesday. And you can see that's what the receipt clearly says. It's fine. I tried. <laughs> so I have it insured for $300. You get a new one. I think it's lost in transit. And it says clearly right there Wednesday. Looks like uh, I got betrayed despite my quid pro quo. <laughs> you did not get betrayed. You got betrayed by the government. <laughs> did you see Jerry DeVillo's comment about Noel? No. What did he say? So he was surprised that we didn't mention how the plot was Elf meets Arthur Christmas. And I did, <laughs> I did, I, and this is a Arthur Christmas really is. A segue into mm-hmm. our, what we're going to talk about tonight, I feel, which is why I wanted to bring it up. Jerry's comment about Noel. <laughs> Arthur, I didn't even think of that when watching it. And I feel like mm-hmm. my rating was better off because of it, because <laughs> I would not have rated it so high. <laughs> It would have hurt it, Sam, wouldn't it? Do you see Arthur Christmas? Bit of Arthur Christmas in Noel? I mean, I totally do now. It's so funny that it didn't really occur. It's kind of that Santa lineage. Even just the base level, it's Arthur Christmas. But yeah. I mean, Santa uh, having two kids, one who, well, except for the the difference, like Steve and Arthur Christmas really wanted to be Santa. Like he wanted that role. Yeah. Or or thought he did. Um, But the idea that that the right that the right successor to Santa is ineligible to be Santa for whatever reason, and we have to bend the rules to, to allow love finds a way. Love uh, finds a way. Life uh, <laughs> finds a way. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just surprised considering that Julia loves that movie, and you're not a fan, and I hate that movie, that it didn't come up at all when we were discussing it. It is bizarre. It, it is. was a miss. Oh, well, it happens. You missed the opportunity. <laughs> I'm real excited because I get to watch the show with my mom. And Christine, this oh. is the day after Christine was making fun of me because I've watched that movie multiple times because I really <laughs> liked it. And I like it more <laughs> with every watching. But my mom and I are watching it tomorrow night. Oh, I bet she'll love it. I do too. Oh, maybe not tomorrow night. I think tomorrow night we're going to see Frozen 2. Oh, I'm excited to hear about it. Me too. You have to let me know. What well, I'm excited think. to tell you about it. I'm not excited yeah. to hear about it. Yeah. Have you all seen it yet? I have. What do you think? Not. It was cute. I'm a little upset with Disney right now, though, and I'm not sure I want to give them my money. Why? Because they're liars. Prep and Landing Disney's is not on Disney Plus, and it's a Disney show. Not every Disney show is on Disney Plus. Right yeah, now. I noticed that. I think stuff in and out. So I think it's all their ABC stuff. Like, remember the Wonderful World of Disney? None of that stuff's on there either. So I think all their ABC catalog has not been added. Well, Do you remember the Wonderful stupid. World of Disney Sunday Sunday nights? Yes, I used to love I Sunday nights. I loved that. Me too. Wasn't happy. But I I feel like Arthur Christmas has some similarities with the television specials that we're covering tonight. Disney's Prep and Landing series, Prep and Landing, Prep and Landing, Operation Secret Santa, and Prep and Landing, Naughty vs. Nice, which aired 2009, 2010, and 2011, respectively. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos before we give a synopsis of this first special, let's just run through the castle because most of these people will appear in all of them. So Dave Foley plays Wayne. He's best known for Blast in the Past. He was a co-founder of the comedy group Kids in the Hall. He was in the That's film Brain Candy. News, he was in news radio. He voiced Flick in A Bug's Life. And he hosted Celebrity Poker Showdown. Have we talked about Blast from the he Past? Was- We've talked about that movie before and how much we all love it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I okay. So. I thought so. I love that. He was also, he also had a couple of appearances that were kind of uh, worth note. He was in uh, It's Always Sunny, right? He was in, yeah. He had a recurring role in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia from season like 14 because I stopped after like season eight. He played Principal McIntyre. Okay. And then he also had a recurring role on Malcolm in the Middle for six years. Hmm. And apparently he was on Drunk History, but I haven't seen his episode yet. Yeah, it's just hilarious. Yeah, it is. 
Derek Richardson plays does the voice of Lanny, and he's best known for TV roles on Men in Trees and Anger Management. And he was young Harry in Dumb and Dumberer when Harry met Lloyd. Uh, Sarah Chalk plays Maggie, and she's best known for Scrubs. Doctor Elliot Reed. Yep, and as the second Becky Connor on Roseanne, and she's currently and the Connors, but they brought back the first Becky as Becky. That's right. Uh, she played Stella on How I Met Your Mother. She, she did. She did. She and yeah. Ted were together for a while. That's right. For a long time, she does the voice of Beth and Rick and Marty. Uh, she had a recurring role <gasps> in Cougar. Does she Town. really? How did I not yep. know that? Yep. Do you okay, like Rick and Marty? I do. New uh, ones are getting ready to come out. They are. They're already been airing. They have. Yeah. They're like oh, four bummer. episodes in. Five episodes uh, in. All right, guys. I gotta go. <laughs> No, I'm not going to watch Rick and Morty while later. my mom's here. I seriously doubt that's something that uh, another generation above us would find any humor in. <laughs> I like their Christmas episode with the anatomy park. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So yeah, she's, she's been a been frozen quite... adventure. Was she? Who was she? Extra voices. Ah. <laughs> that's my favorite character in that whole thing. And W. Morgan Shepard does the voice of Santa Claus. And he's an English actor and voice actor who appeared in over 100 movies and television shows and had a career that spanned 50 years. He passed away earlier this year in January. Oh. Oh, memory eternal. That's sad. He had a good Santa voice. He was on The Librarians? He did, he he did have a good Santa voice. Oh, just one yeah. episode. Okay. And then voicing our child in this first special is Mason Vale Cotton doing the voice of Timmy Turwell. He was the fourth actor to portray Bobby Draper in Mad Men. He played Maynard on Desperate Housewives, and he voiced Arnold in Hey Arnold, The Jungle Movie. That's our cast for the first one. Nice. He also had a credited role in Dennis the Menace Christmas, which I didn't know that was a thing. <gasps> you didn't know Dennis the Menace Christmas was a thing? Freeform used to air that all the time. From 2007? Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, animated? Yeah. I'm no. assuming? No. no. It looks cute. Oh. I learned something today. I thought dogs laid eggs. <laughs> so, t- so, Tom, how about a plot synopsis of this first special? And then, Julia, stay on standby for something less snarky, which I, <laughs> which I feel we may need in a second. <laughs> An entitled and ungrateful elf is passed over for a promotion he probably didn't deserve to begin with and takes on a new rookie partner, Lanny, because his partner got the promotion. Wayne just phones it in and does not seem to really care about Christmas much at all much to Lanny's chagrin because he had viewed Wayne as a hero. Takes this new rookie to show Wayne the spirit of Christmas that he should have already known because he's a freaking elf. <laughs> Take out I the see no bit- rework necessary, honestly. Take out the bitterness, and that's actually a pretty good synopsis. Yeah. Julia sees no reason for any editing, so. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your histories with Disney's Prep and Landing, the first one? I have seen this movie once before, and I had no intention to ever watch it again. And then I watched it again. And I realized I should have gone with my original intention of never watching it again. <laughs> like, did you see it when it came out? I thought on like TV. Like, fresh on TV? Probably. I don't think I finished it because I thought it was really dumb. <laughs> At least you're... Well, I'll get into that in a second. Julia, what about you? <laughs> um, I'm pretty not, sure... No, you can't end on that. <laughs> no, I was going to say, because I feel like... Arthur Christmas is something that's going to come up a lot in this episode because there are definite similarities in a lot of regards. So mm-hmm. I was going to say at least you're consistent with your views on Arthur Christmas in this episode. Okay. No, I wasn't going to insult you. <laughs> Julia. Christmas <laughs> miracle. <laughs> Julia, how about you? Um, I'm pretty sure we watched this one when it came out on TV. Like we watched the premiere because in 2009, I had a five and a three-year-old. So it was a pretty big draw. It was Christmas time. We were excited about it because it's Disney. Yeah. And and we watched it. And I remember the kids liking it a ton. The kids had a lot of fun with it. The kids liked it. The kids. (laughs) What's your history, Anthony? I saw it when it first aired and I loved it. And I still love it. And I own it on Blu-ray. That's how much I love it. Dang! Everything you are not—you are inconsistent. Yeah, I was about to say everything I felt Arthur Christmas did wrong, this one did right in every Uh single way. 
in terms of their portrayal of the elves and how they help Santa Claus and the technology they use. Yeah. But yeah, I love this special. It is extremely atmospheric to me. Mm-hmm. I love the music in this special, which, by the way, the music, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, Jay Kino. Yeah, who's Michael amazing. Jay Kino, who did Doctor Strange and Spider Man, and he's doing the new Batman movie coming out. So, and Up and the original and Star Trek. Yeah. And he's amazing. The original Star Trek. Did he do that? The not the, I mean, not the original. I mean, like the first of the new reboot. I was about to say, Star that's Trek. cool. He did the original yeah. and the new one. Um, no, no. The first of the news. <laughs> but he, he is amazing. And I, li- I liked yeah. his music in this one. And I liked how he incorporated classic like Christmas stuff into the score, like Carol of the yeah. Bells. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I love this special. That is the one good thing I'll say about the show. The music is pretty darn amazing. So the special, like Town said, stars an elf called Wayne, who works in the prep and landing department at the North Pole. And basically, they're the elves who get sent to the children's houses in advance of Santa's visit to make sure the tree can fit the gifts, to make sure the children are asleep, the animals are asleep. They basically prep the house for their arrival, including rolling out a runway for Santa's reindeer, led by Dasher and Dancer, (laughs) who uh, are quite into their job. (laughs) Okay, the animation in this is absolutely terrible. It's low budget. It looks awful. Disney could have done better. I wasn't offended by the animation it's just Nor a stuff I really don't like. It feels very, yeah. very, very fake computer. It steals all the Christmas magic and the feel-good, warm things that should come with Santa and replaces it with really bad and illogical tech. Okay, that's what that's where I'm going to push back because I agreed with you on that with Arthur Christmas. Yep. 100%. I Same don't thing. think that's... I do. I will respectfully disagree with you. And the main one of the biggest differences is, at least in this special, Santa actually delivers the gifts. The Santa and Arthur Christmas did nothing except sit in his sleigh while the elves did all the work. These guys just prep the house for Santa and Santa does his delivery. Santa's an order taker. He's just a little peon who's told what to do by these elves. He doesn't make any of his own decisions. He can't figure anything out on his own. He's inept. He needs elves to do everything for him. It's, 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 there's no magic. And in the Santa Claus, which I was watching tonight, Santa does it all. And he uses magic. He pulls those toys out with whatever he's encountered, you know, something out in the, in the, in the real world. He handles it on his own. He doesn't need some weird-looking, bitter, disgruntled, plastic-looking, giant-eye elves to uh, go in front of him and you know clean everything up. That's weird. The, the idea of one person sneaking into your house is weird enough, but now there's an entire chorus of people. No, there are two people who are this high. Plus Santa. That makes a chorus. And they're out of the house before Santa gets there. <laughs> That's still three coming in my house at night. It's weird. Okay, so okay, if we have to have high tech stuff in our Christmas stories, okay, I prefer the prep and landing high tech to the Arthur Christmas high tech for kind of the same reason. I feel like both of these Santas are a tiny bit inept. The Arthur Christmas Santa was a lot more inept than the Santa in this one. I a don't like my Santas inept. inept. That's kind of the overlying issue also is I don't like my Santas to not be active like what Tom just said. So. That was a problem for me in Arthur Christmas. It's a problem for me in this one, although less of a problem for me in this one. Um, I liked that the elves were not doing all the work like they did in Arthur Christmas. So that I like better about prep and landing. Um, I still don't like technology in my my Santa mythology. Not this kind. Not low on magic. The tech bothers me too, but I just think they did a lot better than Arthur Christmas. And right down to the designs, they look like candy canes and Christmas baubles and everything like that. It just worked better for me on all of the the aesthetic and the use of. Yeah, and the the Um, animation didn't bother me. I got the Christmas feels from this one. The colors were Christmassy to me. Um, Very bright. Yeah, the little. The little boy in it, I can't remember his name, that they stumble upon that first night. Timmy. He was precious. Like tiny Tim. Timmy. Oh, that's right. He was cute. I really liked him. My main problem is I don't like Wayne. Wayne's a big fat wine ball, and I don't like looking at his face. And like his redemption at the end isn't even enough. 
it's, it's like one of those where sure there's a Linus moment at the end and sure he has redemption at the end, but like, can I, I'm I, sorry. I need to interrupt you for a second because tr- Tom is trolling me on Chanty in a private message because it's not private. <laughs> Oh, it is private. I'm sorry. I meant it to be public. I'm sorry. I wanted Julia to see it too. <laughs> he, did, he didn't want to interrupt you, but he said, you're a freaking American, Anthony Caruso. We don't say Christmas bobble. This is part of the war on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I just won the trolling game for the night, y'all. <laughs> I don't, so I don't hate this special. I, I just you don't hate love it. Yeah, I don't like Wayne. I, I I can't even redeem myself to liking Wayne at the end because of what an idiot he is. First, just such a dumb. He's so entitled. And so there, yeah. So there are a few. So it's things like his I redemption want. doesn't match how he was at the beginning for me. It's so that, okay. To- so there are a few things I want to address. Mm-hmm. You don't like Santa and Nept, and I completely one hundred percent agree. And I find right. that's I would imagine as the writers for all of these Christmas movies and specials do when you have Santa and his elves, it's finding the balance between what the elves actually do. Mm-hmm. Because like we've joked about before how Santa, how Santa is lazy, right? He's delivering the gifts that the elves make. So if you yep. start having the elves accompany him, then he gets even lazier. So I get it. Yep. I feel like there is a balance that has to be struck between Santa and his elves. So I'm 100% agreement with you. But in terms of an elf-centric story, like this one I found okay in comparison to the most similar one we've covered to it, which would be Arthur Christmas. Right. Just for our listeners who may not have seen this special, Wayne thinks he's going to get promoted to the head of this prep and landing division because he's been excellent at his job for all these years. And he's really cocky about it. He walks into the office, parks in the director's spot, walking around like he's already the boss. And then he finds out his partner is promoted. So he gets bitter and saddled with Lanny, who is a new graduate and and very enthusiastic about the job and they have this odd couple type dynamic and uh they're sent out to timmy's house to prep it for santa's arrival and wayne just basically gives up on his job because he begins up on his job he lets lanny do it all he tries to eat santa's cookie (laughs) he takes beverages from the fridge he's just over it he doesn't want to work mm-hmm. anymore he didn't get the promotion so he feels like he doesn't want to do this grunt work anymore and because he's not supervising the new guy the kid wakes up and havoc ensues and havoc ensues that's right and, and there's basically a snowstorm and because they didn't get the house prepped the elves back to the north pole recommend to santa that they have to he has to bypass code red house. or whatever code red whatever yep, it is red. they have i liked all the elfy elfy terms they had for mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff but yeah and santa's like they've never skipped a kid's house but they have to and yeah didn't ca- like that part of santa either santa would never say that no nope. ever Nope. And I know he had to for this Santa. purpose. Yeah, I know he had to for the purpose of the special. Because if he had straight up been like, "No, we don't do that," then you know, whatever. But I didn't like that. I didn't like that about Santa either. And I think that's what that's what, that is what snaps Wayne out of his yep. funk. He saw cute little Timmy waiting for Santa's arrival. So him and Lanny perform this emergency runway landing for Santa using all the decorations in the house next door so they can see the house in the snow through all the mm-hmm. lights and uh, Santa delivers the gift and Wayne has this nice talk with Santa at the end where Santa so, so Santa in a very Santa the Santa Claus movie type gesture gives him a snow globe with Timmy's house in it so he can remember the good he did and remember the joy they bring to kids around the world and Wayne decides mm-hmm. to keep his job and work with Lanny, and that's a special. That's a special. Yay, we have a really big Christmas emotional feeling when he decides he should be doing what he's doing as an elf. Tom, as somebody who just left their job because they didn't like it and got a new job. <laughs> I'm not an can elf. Re- I'm not around the big man. I'm not around the big guy all I'm the not time. an elf. <laughs> <laughs> 
can we talk about the reindeer real quick? I cannot stand them. Nope. Don't I, like the way they look. I don't think I don't like the funny. way they looked. They're I found all macho, machismo. Not one of them like broke them. wind. That's, I just had that going for wind. it on uh the santa yeah. claus yeah i don't like these reindeer i don't i didn't i didn't like the way they looked at all i did yeah. find uh that da- it wasn't dashers dancers panic during the storm funny though i laughed oh when he tells them to get it together get, get it together, together man that part was kind of funny but i don't like to envision my reindeer as jocks and that's what they came across as and that right. really kept me out a little bit so not a fan of the reindeer here. I did like the North Pole, the design of the North Pole. I liked Santa's study, how it's just like full of books and a warm, cozy <laughs> fireplace and a desk with a big armchair. I really like that. <laughs> I like the look of his sleigh. And I actually really like the little hook at the bottom of it that kind of that slows him down when he lands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. So this had a few references to other Christmas stuff. So Santa's secretary is typing the lyrics to Jingle Bells on her computer. The keys are making the lyrics to Jingle Bells. Oh, that's uh, funny. Maggie's office has the Charlie Brown Christmas tree in it. Mm-hmm. The clearance of their flying is dash away, dash away, dash away all. Mm-hmm. And Timmy is obviously a reference to Tiny Tim. And they showed Mickey's Christmas Carol on TV at Timmy's house. Oh. There were some good connections. That did nothing for Tom, apparently. Nothing at all. (laughs) Just big size. (laughs) It's okay. We're getting to two movies in this upcoming month that have did nothing for me at all either. Oh, gosh. I'm really dreading that, by the way. (laughs) Did this pass the Linus test? Whether or not it it was an effective version for you. Did it pass? Yes, it passed the Linus. I agree. It totally passed. I mean, Wayne had a, a total Linus moment. He remembered what it was all about. Even to Why the, the point this. where he turned down a, a potential promotion to stay where he was at because it was rewarding. And yeah, total Linus moment. Okay. So let's rank this first special. All right. Let's start with Tom first. Which list are we doing? The TV specialist. I am going with the 2.25. I'm going to go with the 5.9. I'm going to go 8.9. Ooh. Which gives us an average of 5.683, which puts it in at number 15 on the list between Emma Otter's Jug Band Christmas and Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Why? Santa Claus is coming to town Gather round He's making a list Checking it twice He's gonna find out who's naughty and nice Santa Claus is coming to town So, Julia, do you want to give us a plot synopsis for Prep and Landing, Naughty versus Nice? Sure. So, Prep and Landing, Naughty versus Nice came out in 2011. It has Wayne and Lanny back again as our prep and landing team. But the issue in this case is technology has been stolen from the North Pole. One of our coal, what are they called? Coal diggers? Coal miners? Coal givers? Coal givers? Something like that. I ain't saying coal she people. a coal digger. um there's a different class of elves that are the ones that are assigned to handing out the coal and so they have technology that's oh the coal brigade the coal Coal brigade brigade. there we go so their tech is designed to tell them when somebody's naughty um and and that's how they distribute the coal so one of these devices has gone missing um in the home of a naughty child a known naughty child and so our tech guy in the North Pole, and I cannot remember this elf's name, is freaking out because uh, the this is North Pole is going to be hacked. Thistleton. Mr. Thistleton. Mr. Thistleton. So the North Pole is going to be hacked, and that's a gigantic problem. So Santa decides to get his two best prep and landing elves on it, Lanny and Wayne, in addition to help from a third party, Noel, who is a coal brigade member and also happens to be Wayne's little brother 
hilarity ensues as they go to the naughty child's house, try and recover the lost tech. And in the process, we learn some disturbing family. <laughs> no, we, we see there's strife between Noel and Wayne and their relationship is family. And that's yeah. basically it. It's the same cast returning to do the voices in this sequel with the addition of Noel's voice. Rob Riggle. That's the voice of Noel. He is on The Daily Show, SNL, The Hangover, The Other Guys, Dumb and Dumber, 2, 21 and 22 Jump Street, Step Brothers, did voices in The Lorax and Hotel Transylvania 2. And the voice of Mr. Thistleton is Chris Parnell, who, again, cast member of SNL from 1998 to 2006. And he played the role of Dr. Leo Spaceman on 30 Rock. And he voices Cyril Figs in Archer. Oh, and he does the voice of Jerry Smith on Rick and Morty. So two Rick and Morty alum in this special. It's funny. That is funny. The only other one worth mentioning is Emily Lind voices Grace Goodwin. And she was in the she CBS She's in the CBS medical drama Code Black, and she played young Amanda Clark on Revenge. All right. So, Tom, since you watched the first one, vowed never to watch it again, <laughs> had to watch it again for tonight. What's your history with this sequel? I watched it tonight. One and only time you've watched it? Yeah. Yeah, ever. One and only time ever. Julia, how about you? Um, so I know I've seen this one. Um, Ethan popped by while I was watching these this evening, and he only remembers this one. He doesn't remember the first one, but he would have been three. So I guess that kind of makes sense. But he likes this one quite a lot. I had just very vague memories. Not as crystal clear as the first time I saw the first one. Yeah, so I sort of remembered it. It's okay. Yeah, I watched it when it first aired. The Blu-ray I have has both of them. So I like the family stuff in this one a lot. Mm -hmm. But they also rely more heavily on the technology, which took away from it for me. Yep. But the family stuff between Wayne and Noel and how they juxtapose that against Grace and her baby brother. I really liked all of that stuff a lot. Yeah, I really love the idea of it. I really cannot stand Noel. Is it because you <laughs> and don't, I don't are like you not a Rob Riggle, fa- Rob Riggle fan? No, not really. I mean, he was basically animated Rob Riggle. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I gathered. Um, and again, Wayne appears to have backslid out of his good nature into being a jerk face again. And I He's hate stuff where. They keep doing that where, wait, where wait, somebody wait. has a redemption and then they become like butt faces again. And you're is like, it, dude. What, what made, is it because he assumed he was going to get Elf of the Year? Yeah, it was totally some of that. And the way that he was like cock of the walk, you know, thinking he was going to get this thing. And yeah, I mean, he was the same character he was at the beginning of the last one. Aside from the fact that you can tell he still quite likes his prep and landing job. You know, so like that, he he's does. not discontented there anymore which is good at least he learned what? something from the last episode but he definitely plays into the whole how there are definitely two tiers of elves and he's like i have to work yes. with a coal elf yes and i don't like that no how do you feel about the fact that santa can't deliver the coal doesn't won't, won't visit the houses where kids are naughty at all he just sends the elves to those houses so i will say that thinking about kids getting coal at all makes me very sad, like all the time. And you know how we always really like Santas that are total pushovers? Yes. I think yeah, we're all so with that. The coal thing was hard for me to swallow because I don't like thinking about kids out there that just get coal. You know, you know? last week at school, Ellie had a girl kick her in the face and punch her in the chest. Oh, see, like um, she totally deserves coal. I'm okay with coal now, y'all. <laughs> but it, when I think of it, when it plays out in front of me as they're actually being elves at the coal, I don't know. It's different. Well, no, I totally I, get I, that. Like that. And I feel like <laughs> I feel like my Santa preference is the type who will look down at a naughty kid, see the goodness in their heart, just kind of melt and relent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe that's why the Santa won't even visit the naughty kids' houses because he's too much of a pushover. So it just seems. Yeah. Like, Maybe so. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. Nobody so, see it. There is an important 
Christmas cameo in this film. Who? What? During the flashback scene where Grace is talking about how she went to ask Santa at the mall for a new stuffed animal, their mm. baby brother. Yeah. Little Ralphie Parker was behind her and yep. mine. And the line. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yep. I missed that. How funny. I did too. I read about it though. And then went and saw you can you can look up a picture of for it. Ooh, I do that. For our listeners who haven't seen this one, the special opens up with two elves delivering coal to a child's home. And I like I really like the ribbons they wrap around the call about uh try harder next year, better yeah. luck next year. Better luck next year. <laughs> I like brother. That. <laughs> that was rough, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, good grief. Well, Not only like, do you get gold, but you get this platitude. Better luck next year. You get a fortune cookie wrapped around. You do. <laughs> it's, like the, uh, it's like the cousin from Noel, right? Notifying the kids what they did wrong. Well, yeah. that's actually, it I was Billy thinking Geiger. of that cousin with that Mr. Thistleton character. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. So um, it starts out with these two coal elves delivering coal, and this kid corners them dressed like like rebate Darth Vader and she has her robotic toy dog attack them and the elves get away but not without dropping their the thingamajigger yes I don't know what it's called either the the tool the, their, their their fancy high-tech fluting thing that they wouldn't need if they would depend on magic instead did you say falutin highfalutin <laughs> so they drop their tool that lets that identify that scans a child and confirms whether or not they're actually naughty before they leave mm-hmm. the coal. And this child word gets back to the North Pole, where Wayne is shopping for basically the Corvette of snowmobiles and <laughs> is anticipating winning Elf of the Year. Mm-hmm. So Maggie recruits him and Lanny to hook up with Noel and go retrieve this tool. And we find out Noel is Wayne's younger brother, who he's not too impressed with, even though Noel totally seems to idolize him. He does. So the three of them travel down to this. Why do these people like him so much? He's an awful character. Big brother. Is he? Is he? Out of all of the elves we've covered, is he the worst? Honestly. He's up there with Curtis. I was about to say, I would pick Wayne over Curtis any day of the week. Um, if the animation were better, I might agree with you. You know what, Tom? You can have Curtis. I won't fight for him. So at this house, uh, we find out that the naughty kid who they were playing up to be a boy is actually a little girl. And she separates the elves and takes innocent Lanny and explodes one of his Christmas baubles in his face, <laughs> his face which knocks him out. It kind of like, it seems like it almost makes him drunk. Like he's kind yeah. of. <laughs> yeah. It makes him high. <laughs> yeah. And he, he, he gets the munchies at a certain point when he's taped to the wall. He straight up has the munchies. <laughs> yeah. It's very confusing. <laughs> so uh, when high, she hacks, he gives her the password to hack this thing. Which is just the word please. Which is just the word please because no naughty kid will ever know the word please. Use the word That's please. That's right. Which I thought was clever. That was clever. She changes herself. She puts herself on the good list. And she explains to the elves why she deserves to be on the good list. Mm -hmm. And it's because when her parents had a baby, boy, she feels all the attention has been on the baby. Who isn't intentionally, like, ruining her life, obviously. He's a baby. But he broke her favorite toy. And the parents are focusing all their attention on him. Mm -hmm. So she's been acting out because of it. And this kind of, this plays into Wayne and Noel's story because Wayne felt the same way about Noel growing up. And now he sees that Noel idolizes him. That kind of prompts those two elves to reconcile and their story makes grace. See, you know what? Having a little brother won't be so bad. And all is right until we find out her hacking, (laughs) hacking this machine starts changing all the kids in the world to naughty on Santa's list. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> because Santa himself can't tell who's naughty or nice. He needs the technology to do it for him. Yep, that's a problem. And was it this special or the first one where he asked his elf, did you check the list twice? He didn't even check his own his own list. I think it was the first. Mm. It was this one. And, it was Tom's, this one. and Tom's looking all smug because he's like, hashtag not my Santa. Oh, yeah. Beyond that, I mean, it's just, it's, it's going back to my complaint in the first one, but 
much worse. Santa isn't Santa. There's no magic. There's no wonder. There's no personalization of Santa with his with the kids. It's just Santa's just a, a, a figurehead that is a pawn for all these elves. Yeah. But the story was from the elf's point of view. So Santa wasn't the point. And that's kind of, I kind of, and I kind of like. He shouldn't be, he shouldn't, he should be checking his list twice. And I kind of like the fact that he's making a list and checking it twice. He's making a list and having some random weird plasticky elves with gross weird eyes twice. He's making a list. Having his own. The elves are checking it twice. (laughs) Yeah, it's not, that's not the song. <laughs> well, you know what? If you want to get technical about lyrics to songs, it's he sees you when you're sleeping, not she. So that Noel ruins that. <laughs> so Grace earns her real spot on the nice list by helping the elves fix the system before it totally places every kid on the naughty list. Mm-hmm. So, and the next morning, Santa, it turns out Santa leaves her the toy that her baby brother ruined. While mm-hmm. Noel and Wayne both win Elf of the Year. They share it. And family really is important. Family really is the most important thing, is what Santa says. Right. And I love the scene where Noel got him the little toy that he broke from childhood. Oh. I liked the brothers stuff. Watching them in flashbacks was cute and... The flashbacks um, I like reminded the family me of the, redemption at the end. The flashbacks remind me of the Christmas story fantasies. Yes. That was that had to be intentional, right? I think it had it to be. Yeah. Totally yeah, I liked that, that part too. And that's Prep and Landing, Naughty versus Nice. Which one of the specials did you like better without giving me your score for this one? I like the, the original one. more. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's hard for me because I really like the brothers. I really do like the sibling stuff in this one. But mm-hmm. the over-reliance on that naughty, nice kid tracker. Yeah. I know, but the atmosphere was still there. I like that this time around they were in a city and not the suburbs. Mm-hmm. The snow. And the minute both of these movies started, the first one with the Christmas song, mm-hmm. and this one, I forget which one, which song oh, kicked this one off, but puts me right in the Christmas mood from the opening moments. Yeah, they picked great classic Christmas songs in these shows. They really are for the short length of them, too. They really did maximize their time and picked really good music. So does yeah, the, music, the music was good. The music was good. The scenery. So I have to say, for both of the, the, I don't like the animation, the scenery looked nice, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Does this one pass the line assist? Yeah. Marginally. Marginally. Family is this what one, Christmas is all about. This one passes it more than the first one. He should not have needed it. He already had a Linus moment, and he's a freaking elf. <laughs> How many Linus moments do you need? Yeah, he's, he's, he's not a cat. He's not getting unlimited Linus moments. <laughs> 2.0. Julia? 4.9, which is a point uh, under the original for me. I'm going to tie it with the original for me, 8.9, which is 5.267, which would put it at number 16 right under the original, but above Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. I mean, Did I don't you, really feel like much belongs below that. <laughs> Did you guys watch that little short, by the way? Betty White doing the voice of Mrs. Claus, which I thought was... Uh-oh. I thought we were supposed to. I, well, I wasn't sure if we were ranking it or not, so I put oh. it on the list anyway. Yes. But I, I liked it. I thought it was cute, and I liked that it was as cute. Mrs. Claus gave Santa his first toy he ever made. I liked so it very that, cute. too. Mm-hmm. Although Ethan kept asking, he watched it with me and he didn't remember it at all. He's like, why can't she do this herself? <laughs> okay. And so I'm funny. like, because then there would be no too. short. <laughs> I was thinking of that too. If she knew how to get into this lair, Santa's <laughs> little workshop, and knew the where man it is was. literally gone for an entire almost 24 hour period, she could have just <laughs> grabbed it giving it to him that night when he got back right i i like that she said uh that's where santa keeps all the stuff that she doesn't want in the house she doesn't want cluttering (laughs) up her house (laughs) betty white is a really good option for a mrs claus voice yeah she she really is but -hmm. it's funny because even though you again you don't see santa or mrs claus fully even in Mm -hmm. this short what we saw mrs claus didn't match the voice She looked like for what we saw, yeah. she seemed a little young. <laughs> she did. She did. Her hands were very slender. <laughs> she looked very thin and young and voluptuous. And tall. She seemed very tall. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised nobody has got Betty White for Mrs. Claus yet. Yeah, no kidding. Hollywood needs to make that happen. They really do. So, I know you two are high on these specials, but listener Butch Bailey has a very hot take on Twitter about this special. And he replied just quite simply, quote, easily the greatest Christmas special of this generation. Oh. Sorry, Butch. When you think about it, there aren't a lot of Christmas specials of this generation. Honestly. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious as to what this generation means. 2000s? 2000s. Okay. I mean, that's In valid. Which, I was just... Which case it probably is. I mean, it gets airtime every year. People know yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's valid. And when I'm sitting back thinking about all of the special, like TV specials that I love from the 2000s, I can't think of any that's not this list. <laughs> right. I right. can't either. Yeah, so he's valid. Absolutely. Nailed it. So... I agree with you, Butch. I really like these specials. <laughs> and my Gary kids Bla- really like them. So. And Gary Blauman wrote on Reddit, I'm excited you guys are covering these. I was pleasantly surprised in the first special debut to help bring a bit of a new twist to present delivery. They aren't mind-blowing, but they have a great ambiance and are a good mindless watch that give me the feels. I, I really think the, the ambiance and the atmosphere is what really makes these things. Mm-hmm. But, Julia, do you want to bring up something yeah. that maybe Tom would like to discuss a little more than these specials? Doesn't take much. I saw a dog outside today that was more exciting than these. Oh, my walking. gosh. So, yeah. So, speaking of stuff to have on in the background that makes you feel like Christmas, have you noticed all of the Christmas ads that are starting to roll out? Stella Artois has a really good one. Have y'all seen that one with the dad and the son? Is that Stella Artois? I don't know. It's good. I like the one with Zachary Levy where he's singing. I like that one too. That one's super fun. What is that? Overstock or it's Marshalls. It's not Overstock. It was one of those stores. Yeah, because it's one of those where I'm like, cute Zachary Levi and a store I also like to shop at. It's a good mix. (laughs) There's been some really good ones, but just last night I saw the new Apple Christmas commercial. Um, Apple as in, you know, the phone in your pocket and the watch Mm -hmm. on your wrist and the ear pods in your ears. Um, Have y'all seen this one? Not until you share. I, mean, I totally sent sure. a link. I sent a link in our Slack channel um, or Charty or wherever it was. Chatty, Charty, what's it called again? Chanty. Chanty. I have found one of my new favorite Christmas commercials. I would have added it to the list if we were doing the Christmas commercial commercial episode like we did last year. If we were doing it again, this one would be on my list. Um, it's about a. a two kids and a grandfather and a grandmother are involved and it gave me all the feels. Grandmother's not involved. She is involved. She's just not in. She runs off with a younger man at the end. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tom, Tom, you're calling you something in the comments that made me laugh. I did love this commercial. It was great. It, it did give it made me, me all cry. The, it I can see why it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. I think that's why I it's joked. A win. Yeah, probably. Uncomfortable with those sentimental emotions yeah. and you have to make snarky comp. Yeah. <laughs> Not snarky. I was just being funny. <laughs> this is how I deal with <laughs> raw human emotion. Um, here, y'all. Listeners, I would suggest you go look up um, the new Apple commercial. It's great. It's outstanding. Did you guys and let uh, us know of any other commercials you've seen too? Because like I, I love Christmas commercials. They make me happy. There is one I keep meaning to bring up. I posted it like it was last year, almost. It was like right after we posted did our cr- Christmas commercial episode. Is it the bear, the cute little the one bear, with the hedgehog. Which who, one? The hedgehog. The hedgehog who he thought he was being bullied yeah. and ignored in school, but like they all then all the kids gave him gifts for his little prickly things, like the little so they could yeah. hug him and everything. Oh, so they could hug cool. him. Yep. I, I haven't it. seen it. It sounds cute. It's though. so cute. It's a good one. It's um, a really good one. And I saw either... the Hershey Kiss Jingle Bells for the first time like a week ago, and that just put me right in the spirit. <gasps> I saw it at the at Ellie's doctor's office, and it made my heart happy because that's when you know you're really in a season. That's mm-hmm. right. Did Did you guys finish your um or do any Christmas shopping? <laughs> I've done a bit, not enough. <laughs> Julia, have you seen the new Rifle Paper Keds collaboration? I have seen their Keds. Their kids are awesome. 
I'm get that's what Christine's getting for Christmas. Her one of her oh, gifts. She's not in there, right? There's no chance of her overhearing you, right? No, and she won't be listening to podcasts between now and Christmas, so I'm safe. Does she does she have AirPods? Because they have AirPod cases now too. Rifle does? She doesn't have AirPods. She doesn't like things in her ears. Oh, okay. I put that I on my Christmas cool. wish list was Are is are your AirPods wireless charging? No. 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 They're not. You no, can get this wireless charging case for ten dollars. It's marked down from forty. Yeah. Right now. Just put this in here and suddenly the case is wireless. Charging. Well, that's cool. It's made case by with any case with any case. It's case inception. Yep. It's so meta. That's exciting. Have you? How are you doing on your Christmas shopping, Anthony? Because you're like the early shopper. I didn't do any of it until this past weekend, and I finished it all Sunday and Monday. So I'm scared to check my oh, bank account now because I did it all. I just just like room. Wow. I know. And we ordered our I don't Christmas even cards have... yesterday. And yeah, so I'm very scared to check my bank account right now because I just did it all over the course of two days. Hey, at least it's done. <laughs> it's done. It'll be a while before mine is done. Uh, join us for Patreon if you haven't yet, and you will get access to exclusive content as well as some new goodies and discounts on our shop at shop, which is a. Uh, shop.tisthepodcast.com. And if you want to find Patreon, you can do that the same way you can find our social medias by going to tisthepodcast.com backslash Patreon. If you are just a member of our tight-knit community here on the weekly Tuesday night podcast, um, you can chit-chat with us on your favorite commercials that have come out because I really want some good suggestions for ones I've missed, um, as well as give us feedback on what you thought about this episode, if you really love prep and landing and what you're really excited about coming up in in the next like four weeks of christmas we have left <laughs> three weeks four weeks of christmas and you can do that by doing backslash twitter backslash instagram facebook we have a facebook group as well um you can find all of our social media there as well as reddit where else can they hear me and you julia so you can hear Anthony and I, we were able to join some different podcasts and talk about Christmas movies or specials. We joined Mike Westfall with the Christmas Advent Calendar podcast uh, for an episode where we talked about Mr. Magoo's Christmas special. We know we've got lots of people that love that one. Um, that one I is out there and we'll, you should see it. It was like I wanna, great I'm going to watch it and fun. then listen to y'all. It was a fun episode with Mike. He really is a cool cat. Um, but you can go download his podcast as well. We would highly recommend it, Christmas Advent Calendar Podcast. And you can also catch us on another podcast we recorded quite a few months back. Um, we have a longtime listener and commenter who we refer to as President Hot Dog. That's his handle on Reddit. Um, who's a ton of fun to talk with on the interwebs. And he invited us to join him on the film strip podcast that he visits from time to time, um, Jay Skipworth's film strip podcast. And we reviewed Rare Exports in that episode, which was a super fun episode. So I would highly encourage y'all to go out and check that episode out and all of the other episodes of Film Strip Podcast. Um, and they take that episode film- drops yeah, December 16th. All right. The one we had we did with Advent Calendar House, in which we covered Mr. Magoo, is already live, so you can find that. Gotcha. But such yep. a such set a reminder for the rare exports episode of Film Strip Podcast because it was tons of fun. It was. It was. I can't wait to cover that one on our show. Me we too. should put that on the list this upcoming year. We should. <laughs> you know what else I can't wait for, guys? What? Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> well, or, or can I wait for it? The next two weeks, we're covering mm-hmm. the original Miracle on 34th Street and the Bill Murray classic, Scrooged. Why? Why the uptick in your voice? I don't even know what to think about you anymore. Why? Do I like it? Do I hate it? We, both, we all know there are two films this month. And there are only four films left. So, <laughs> are they these two? Tune in to find out. And you know what else is exciting? On a what? serious note, there are only 552 hours until Christmas. That's only 23 days. If you can even believe it, that is only three weeks. Oh I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Where are the where are the point now where the hours are so low? Like I look at it and I think to myself, is that right? <laughs> I look at it and I'm like, that's not enough time. <laughs> that's not enough time.
So I hope you all had an excellent Thanksgiving. (laughs) And we'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.